0: Praise the Lord. Could you see the screen? Yes, Pastor. Okay. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Ramya. Thank you, team, for helping us to have the service. And uh, we're so glad that we could join again. And uh, we have to pray for so many of our dear ones who are not well. We pray that God would heal them. And uh, we will continue to uphold them. At the end, we will pray for all those who are going through struggles in their bodies. And uh, let's, let's look to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning Sunday service. We thank you for getting us together. Lord, before the screens, Lord, to worship you, to praise you. glorify you to connect with you and even now as we listen to your word speak to us minister to us hide me behind the cross and you speak lord let your words of power authority love warning encouragement flow through your word in the power of your holy spirit and bless us and build us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm sorry you've been listening to my preaching for the last several weeks. Bear with me. Uh, Next two weeks, you will have uh, two different wonderful speakers. So please bear with me for one more week today. And uh, we see in scripture in Isaiah 43 and verse 19, the promise verse uh, that we have taken from God's word, that we received from God's word. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm waking away in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland or in the desert or rivers in the desert or waters in the desert. That was the promise that God's word gives us. And we can anchor all the other promises on this promise and hold on to God and throughout this year, trust him, believe him, and expect him to do new do things and new things, and also to look to him for a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And uh, this passage that we have on the screen, Isaiah 43:16 to 21, is the context. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse. The army and the power, they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wake. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make uh, make a way or road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to drink to give drink to my people my chosen this people I have formed for myself they shall declare my praise and uh, we know the context of this and uh, earlier the Israelites were brought out from Egypt and they were made to pass through the Red Sea God made a way in the Red Sea and now God says I will make something new do not look at Only the old things. I'm going to do something new away in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And uh, last two weeks, we meditated on this. And uh, the first week, we we saw how God offers hope for everyone who holds on to him, who comes back to him, who who holds on to God. And then this promise also offers us holiness, holiness. How we can live a holy life. How God can make all things new. He can transform us. And this week we will see the agent of the the two things, hope and holiness. That is the Holy Spirit. Israel was equipped with two great experiences in their life. One was redemption. They were redeemed, and the next one was revelation. They were redeemed from bondage, and then God revealed his holiness, not only through the signs and wonders and miracles on the way, but also through the 10 commandments, the laws, the statutes that God gave them on the Mount of Sinai. Redemption and revelation. These are the two great experiences they had from God personally. God showed to them that how loving He is and how holy He is, and how He cares for these people. God redeemed them from bondage and then not only and revealed His power and experience and Israel experienced this power of God, even though they were stiff-necked and they were disobedient all throughout their journey in the wilderness. Except two people, the rest could not enter the promised land. And Israel, Revelation equipped the people of Israel for their destiny. God revealed to them His holiness, His standard, so that through that they could reach their destiny. But alas, only two people were able to experience that victory in the promised land, Joshua and Caleb. And the scripture says, now it shall spring forth Shall he not know it? It means you're going to experience it now. You're going to experience my power now. That's what God is telling the people. I will do it. It's my responsibility to do it. Yes, as I said, we have a responsibility to respond to God, to come back to him, to hold on to him, to experience what God can give us and do for us. On one side, on the other side, God says, it's my responsibility to do your responsibility to respond and my responsibility to get this going for you. And as redeemed and restored people of God, Israel could expect something new, way in the wilderness and reverse in the desert. God is going to bring them out from exile back into their homeland. And for you and me, the same holds good as redeemed people. And if we are in the love of God, we can experience it. If not, the condition is let us be restored let us let us be restored into god's fold and how does this hope and holiness offer to us ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 19 it says i will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them i will remove remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh And uh, this was Ezekiel's prophecy. He was a prophet in the exile in Babylon. He was a young boy. He was a priest as well as a prophet. And God speaks through him and says, I will give them, go tell them, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. And I will remove from them the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. The hardness, the disobedient spirit they had. God says, I will, when they come to me, I will do it. After the discipline, I'm going to do that. And then further, after 25 chapters in chapter 36, verse 25 to 27, he promised to give them a new heart and put a new spirit. Same thing is offered to you and me. This is a promise of the new covenant. God was speaking to the people of Israel then, but it was also a prophecy for you and me now that God can remove the heart of stone and give us a new heart and put a new spirit. As believers, we are eligible for this. We receive it. And God says, I will put a new spirit. I will put my spirit and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments. You will keep my judgments. God will do and we have a responsibility to do. And we have God's Holy Spirit to aid us. Help us, strengthen us along our way. My dear brother, my dear sister, as we sit in God's presence, another 49 weeks for us to go this year. Three weeks are going by. Third week is going by. God is saying, my son, my daughter, I offer you hope. I offer you holiness. And I also offer you my spirit to help you do it. All all you and I can do is, Lord, I want to receive it. We can respond, say, Lord, I want it. I want it. And God will give us this freedom, the new life of freedom in our lives for the people of Israel from Egypt. They went through the Red Sea. They went through water. God brought them out through water. And God brought them into the promised land for you and me. Yes, we have the promise which says, "I will give you waters in the wasteland. I will give you rivers in that wasteland. I will make rivers in the wasteland." There are five symbols of the Holy Spirit which are mentioned in the Bible. One is the Tao, fire, oil, wind, and water. I repeat, the five symbols of the Holy Spirit in the Bible is Tao, fire oil, wind and water and God says I will make all things new through my spirit and here in this promise he says I will provide you the Holy Spirit. I will provide you the Holy Spirit in abundance that you may enjoy me. Who is this Holy Spirit? He is God. Jesus said very well that even when he goes he will send us the Comforter. He will ask the Father, and He will send us another Comforter. And Jesus said, "I am coming to you. I will come and be with you." You know, there is a there is a play of words. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and what it means? It is Holy Spirit. It's God Himself, Jesus Himself. Holy Spirit will be with you and me, my dear brother, my dear sister. All things can make us comfortable in life Old things sometimes complacency sets in when we are very comfortable we have a good health we have good jobs we have good salaries food is on the table we have a secure job our children are studying well doing well all of everything is going fine yes i go to church i come back i worship god i i pay my tithes there's no sin in me And sometimes we can become very complacent. But God is saying, don't be comfortable. Don't be complacent. I want you to cooperate with me to make you something what I want to make out of you. Most of us, most of the people, most of the believers are spiritual paupers. Though we have rich resources of God's Holy Spirit to aid us in our Christian walk spiritual purpose you know uh, I got a uh, somebody sent me uh, Ajit sent me some books I took those books and I was going through it written by a famous preacher and uh, and it's very sad you know the the, the doctrine that that person you know uh, was preaching Ajit sent it so that you know it can help me in my ministry and uh, that book when I went through I found that most of the things in that book is to say I will bless you. You have something good waiting in your life. God is going to do it. And uh, when I read that, I felt that God is more than giving you and me some goodies. God is something more than all that. He's God, not a manufacturer of goodies for us. New experience is a life in the spirit, the new, which God said, the new, I will make all things new. I will make a way in the wilderness and reverse in the desert. The new experience is life in the spirit with power to live for God. It is a life in the Spirit to, with power to live for God. And we Pentecostals have reduced Holy Spirit to speaking just few words and tongues. I speak in tongues. I worship in tongues. I pray in tongues. That's all. Yes, good to pray in tongues. You know, N.T. Wright, the great uh, New Testament scholar, you know, he says, I was listening to him, he says, I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. Yes, it's good to speak in tongues for you and me. Great men, I've done that and you and I can have the same experience. But God gives us Holy Spirit Much more than just to speak in tongues or to have few experiences of healings and deliverances. There is something more. The first one, God, we need Holy Spirit because of God's sanctifying power. We need God's Holy Spirit for sanctification. Last week, we saw how God offers holiness, how we need to live a holy life. He says, I will make all things new. And this week, God is telling me, my son, my daughter, if you had been ever thinking of your spiritual life, whether you are holy, whether you want to live, if you want to live a holy life, then God says, "I I have my own power to sanctify you. Hope and holiness is through God's Holy Spirit. And if you read Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14, I pick out scriptures here and there from 1 to 14, Just to make it very relevant and easy for you to know. And here, Prophet Ezekiel stands before the Valley of Dry Bones. It is a vision uh, that God gave him. And here he starts, the hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. Just note that. The Spirit of the Lord. God himself brings him through his hand, the hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry, many bones and very dry bones. And God takes them up and down that valley. To show him there are very many dry bones. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, wow. Prophecing, prophesying to dry bones. I've seen preachers get excited when they say something and when the church responds. Pentecostal preachers Pentecostal pastors and many times I also get excited when I'm sure Pastor Sunny, pa- Captain Joe's pastor everyone when we respond when we hear a message when people respond when we preach it becomes exciting but here he's prophesying to dry bone, very dry bone that's how the word of God mentions very dry bone then he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them dry bones hear the word of the Lord can dry bones Here, dead, gone flesh, sinews, skin, everything is gone, all the organs are gone. But God's power is so much that it can speak to dry bones. So I prophesied, look at his faith. It was a vision. In the vision, he prophesies and he says, As I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones coming together, bone to bone. I'm sure. You will understand how it would have been for Ezekiel. It would have been very scary, fearful. Bones coming, you know. Imagine, you know. Uh, i my bones are also one among them. My leg is in one place. My toe bones are somewhere else. My hand bones are some. My femur is somewhere else. My skull is somewhere else. My neck bone is somewhere else. My spine is somewhere else. You know, uh, my fingers are bones are somewhere else. And then when he prophesies, those bones coming in search of its own part to come together. And you can hear the rattling sound, the bones coming together, bone to bone. And it comes together. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. No breath. When God does, he always does a complete work. He doesn't leave it half done. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind. This is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. Wind, he speaks to the wind, of course, in Hebrew, wind, breath, uh, you know, spirit has got the same ruach, it's the same word. And here he speaks and the wind, four winds comes in. And brings life. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet. A vast army. Then you my people will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves. And bring you you up from them. And he completes that prophecy to them. Uh, He tells the word to them. Here Ezekiel. Prophesies to the dry bones. And then God tells him yes. One day I will open the graves. And get you out. What does it mean? You know, Ezekiel was the priest. And for a priest to go near a dead body and to touch a dead body is, is evil, is sinful. He defines himself. And here he is in, at close proximity to so many bones. He can be easily defiled. But God says these bones can be a symbol of defilement, death destruction no hope and God says my spirit can give life to such a place by the spirit of the Lord full valley full of bones very dry bones coming together and bringing life this is what the exiles returning in the immediate context were promised this is what God promised through ezekiel saying that very soon in the future and uh, when the people are uh, coming back this is what is going to happen These, this is the condition of the people and they're going to experience this but it was also not f- for them alone it was also for you and me and god says i will make all things new in case our lives are defiled filled with sin filled with evil filled with shortcoming god promises through my spirit i can sanctify and bring new life into you. Holy Spirit says, "I will sanctify. I will, He's is an agent of He is God who sanctifies. And today we are in the era of the Holy Spirit. We are in the times of the Holy Spirit. We are in exciting times. He will do wonders. He wants to do wonders. Not please don't ever think that only those. Uh, those outstanding miracles, signs, and wonders. Holy Spirit was only there. He is there. He is here in our midst, speaking to you, speaking to me. I have experienced Him speaking to me even yesterday when I was in God's presence. He ministers and He, he wants us, He cleanses us, and He wants to bring us out full of life, a vast army, dead bones becoming an army. This is what your God and my God will do. The indwelling Holy Spirit then becomes for us a law written on our hearts. He is in us to guide us and to be our law. Holy Spirit becomes the fulfillment of law. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He sends the Holy Spirit, gives us power, and he enables us to listen to the law. It isn't that the Holy Spirit replaces the written law, but completes and fulfills the work of the written law in our hearts. The Spirit gives life, and with this spiritual life, we can live out the law of God. Sanctification comes from God. God dwelt in the tabernacle. God dwelt in the temple. And God wants to dwell in your body and my body. His temple, our body, we as a church, AGAG community, is a temple of God. On one side, on the other side, each one of us becomes a temple of God. And even as the Spirit of God dwelt, and that's the space where the divine and the impure, the earthly, were coming together in the temple, in the tabernacle, where they can go with their sacrifices. And ask for forgiveness, cleansing, and blessings in their life. And today, the Spirit of God wants to make our bodies a holy space, a holy space where the divine and the earthly can come together. The earthly will be influenced by the heavenly, by the divine, and we can be a blessing. The Bible says, the Bible tells us that. The spirit and the law are not enemies. You know, we hear about these stories of uh, or sermons on hypergrace. The book Ajit sent me, I said, was a preacher who preaches on hypergrace. He sent me deliberately to, so that I can know about their standing. Hyper grace, But they say law is not anymore for us. But look at in Romans 7.12. So then the law is holy. What? The law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous and good. The Spirit of God says it is holy and my spirit will help you to live this law, live this commandment which are holy, righteous and good. And then in 7.14 Romans he said we know the law is spiritual but I am unspiritual sold as a slave to sin. And here this Spirit of God because the law is spiritual, this Spirit of God will build us, strengthen us so that we can live that spiritual life that the law demands and you find uh, similar scriptures, three scriptures I just want to quote 1, 1 Corinthians 6:11. Such were some of you but you were washed. But you were sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. You can see the same thing in 1 Peter 1 2 and 2 Thessalonians 2:13. We are sanctified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Sanctified by the Spirit of the Spirit of our God. And if you are, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. And here is the beauty, but if you, by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. You put to death. Just look at the play of words, live and die. You live a life of sin, you will die. But you die to sin, you will live. And who is there to aid you and me? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Live and die or die and live. And who makes the difference? God's Holy Spirit. And John Stott states, the Christian life is life in the Spirit. It would be impossible to be a Christian, let alone to live and grow as a Christian without the ministry of the gracious gift of God. All we have and are as Christians, we give Him that honor. We owe to Him. He makes all things new. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness and reverse in the desert. I wanted to give a, a warning here. First Corinthians 10, 1 to 5. It talks about the people who all, look at the word all in verse 1, that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea all ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink. for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But that's what the difference. All, 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 but with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. You know, what the interesting thing is, even though this is a warning and also uh, depressing uh, scripture which says most of them God was not well pleased sad the positive thing that I see is there was some of them you understand there were some of them who pleased God who did not bow to this evil they did not die they lived these people they lived for sin and they were dead but there were few some Most of them were out, but some of them were there. They died to sin and they lived. You know, it is told about a young boy. He was coming from one of the villages and uh, he used to attend a Sunday school. It was in Soviet Russia before the Soviet Union came into being. And uh, he was going to Sunday school. The Sunday school teacher taught him, Uh, And he used to memorize scriptures and say, and then finally went on to memorize the four gospels by heart. And he used to get awards. And uh, he was a bubbly, bright student. 60 years later, the same little boy became the president of Soviet Union, Nikita Khrushchev, the ex-president of Soviet Union. And he was an atheist. He became an atheist. He knew the four gospels by heart. But later on in life, he became an atheist. And he was heading the most powerful government, communist government in the world at that time. Yes, my dear brother, my dear sister. Our God Spirit is there to sanctify us. He's warning us there are most who go away, but there are few. Whom I am well pleased. Can you and I be in that little group. May God help us. And he is willing to help us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. The next one. We need God's Holy Spirit for service. We need him for sanctification. and We need him for service. The Bible says in Ezekiel 38 verses 34 to 35. The desolate land shall be tilled. Instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say. This land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. This is after the restoration. It talks about the exiles coming back. And then he says it's going to become like the Garden of Eden. That means it's going to become fruitful. Here, first we said about redemption and revelation. And here we see now rejuvenation and renewal. God is willing to do it. They will become fruitful again. And you and I can be fruitful. In short, we will make all of us fruitful. And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 8, he says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. Or oh, you will be fruitful in this world. You will be fruitful in this world. Empowerment of God. So, empowerment in our life through God's Holy Spirit. He uses us with that to be a blessing. There are gifts of the Holy Spirit. This year, ask God, Lord, I want sanctification. I want the fruit of the Spirit to be seen in me. I want to see the gifts operating in my life. Pray for us, Lord, in our church. We want to see the gifts operating in a powerful way. We want to be fruitful, Lord. We want to be fruitful in your service. Deuteronomy chapter 9 verses 1 to 3 when you read I'll come back uh, it talks about the huge challenge the people of Israel were facing Hero Israel it's one of my favorite passages uh, in the Old Testament Hero Israel you're now about to cross the Jordan to go in and disperse nations greater and stronger than you with large cities that are walls up to the sky the people are strong and tall Anakites you know about them and have heard it said Who can stand up against the Anakites? I'm sure the first two verses, when Moses said those words, the people would have trembled. The people would have thought within them, what is this man brought us out from Egypt through the wilderness? And here we stand in front of the promised land and he's threatening us. He's frightening us. But also in this verse, he says, You're about to go in and cross and dispossess nations greater and stronger. They would have wondered, How can I do it? In verse 3, he says, But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who, go, who goes across ahead of you like a dooring fire, like a dooring fire, the unseen presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God, he says, will go before. He will destroy them. He will subdue them before you and you will drive them out and then annihilate them quickly as the Lord has promised you. Here you find the power of God willing to move ahead with the people of Israel. The same thing is available for you and me for service. My dear brother, my dear sister, you know, we can go from here to spiritual warfare. I I leave, if God willing, the next two weeks preachers may Uh, take us through some things on spiritual warfare, you know, which God is doing all over the world. I wanted to stick on to another passage, to to another part. Here, God's spirit will empower you and me for service. We will be able to move ahead in our ministry. We will be able to move ahead in what God has called us to do. You are, my dear brother, my dear sister, you are, you, your family, your ministry will be different from now on when you begin to tag on to the Holy Spirit if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit today is a day where you can be filled with the Holy Spirit at the end if you're going to pray and you're going to be filled with God's Spirit if you're not being filled if you're filled with the Spirit of God activate these scriptures and say Lord I want to see this happening in my life in my ministry I want you to go ahead before me and I want you to annihilate every power of evil darkness sin challenges that comes my way Thessalonians 1st Thessalonians 1 5, Paul said to the people for our gospel did not come to you in word only he is reminding them but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake and also in power and in the Holy Spirit he says not just in word alone but there was something different in my ministry, AGAG ministry 2022 will be different, will be different. You and I can be part of the team to make a difference in this world through the power of the Holy Spirit. And same thing in First Corinthians 2, 4 to 5, he said, uh, my speech and my preaching were not with the persuasive words of man's human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power of God that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul's ministry, he says, I did not preach to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power for God's glory. God desires to reveal his power to us. In first second Chronicles 16, 7 to nine, if you read, you know, we come to verse nine, for the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro over all the earth to show himself strong and behalf of those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. And then he wants this prophet wants, you acted foolishly in this matter from now on, therefore you will be at war. He says, what does it mean, this passage? He says, King Asa, you know, if you have trusted God, if you have been, you know, uh, placed your trust and your heart on God, if you have done that, God would have shown his power to you, but you have not done it. So let's take this part important, but God is encouraging you and me. If you and I can come to God, his eyes run to and fro all over. Today is going through all the 33 screens and every heart that is connected through the 33 screens this morning. His heart is running every day throughout the earth to see who will look to me to seek my power. The royal power of God to work, redemption, revelation, rejuvenation and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This is the glory of the new covenant that you and I are in. One scholar says, living God is a a missionary God. Today, you and I need God's presence to be a servant of God the challenges are big things have changed in our country things have changed in Karnataka never fear let's not fear and as the fear is so much so our confidence in God should go up you and I can never see the power of God only if there is if there are no challenges As the challenges are so much so, the power of God will be revealed. The early disciples said, Lord, listen to their threats. But you give us boldness and the power to serve you. Our God is a missionary God. This is a new beginning. You and I can have a new beginning to serve God. To serve God wonderfully and powerfully. Today I may take a little time. Please bear with me to finish this message it's very important you and i need god's holy spirit for service there was a pastor who at the end of the service he met a man at the entrance when he was going out he looked at that man it was a christmas day and he looked at that man christmas new year new year day he looked at the man and said i'm so happy that i could see you for christmas and new year how nice it will be if you become part of the army of god and that man looked at him and said, I'm already in the army of God. Then the pastor said, if you are in the army of God, then why shouldn't you come and be part of the church ministry? So this man looked left side and right side, he came close to the pastor's ears and said, Pastor, I'm in the secret service. There are many secret service agents in our community also in every church god is saying i don't want you to be a secret servant man Women, i want you to be my soldier a good soldier a good soldier not a secret servant agent we need god's holy spirit for social responsibility when the people of in the in the book of acts chapter 2 verses 14 uh, 20 uh, chapter 2 44 to 45 the Bible, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. You know, this is not, I've, I, I went through this. It's, God is not talking about the norm. This was the condition of their heart that was recorded in the Bible. They were willing to give. He wants to make all things new, not just for us and in us, but also through us into this world. Remember that. Let that be the important sentence for you and me. He wants to make all things new, not just for us and in us, but also through us into this world. And uh, the anointing of God's Holy Spirit changed their economic practice in their life. And Paul says in 2nd, Uh, corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 we want you to know brothers uh the about the grace of god that has been given among the churches of macedonia if you read second corinthians chapter 8 first few verses you will be shocked at the condition of the macedonian church they were in deep poverty not poverty deep poverty and then they were under severe persecution the Midst of all this, they come to Paul and say, Paul, take it from me, take it from us. The money that is needed to help the poor saints in Jerusalem. Holy Spirit transforms us. If you are, if you we are still holding on to money and say, Money is mine, I need it. This is for me. I'm not willing to release more for God's work, and for the poor, needy people. Definitely, the Holy Spirit is silenced in our life. He wants to give us more. He wants to lead us into that fullness. And the grace of God in our lives can be demonstrated to the world only by our generosity. The Holy Spirit inside us alone can make us generous if not generous then that means we are silencing the power of God's Holy Spirit we give little here and there that's all but not in a way that could really impact people's lives and transform people a man of God Randy Elkon, he said as thunder follows lightning giving follows grace when the lightning of God's grace strikes us Joyful giving of our time, talents, and treasure should follow. Spirit of God is there as He did to the people in the book of Acts, He's willing to do to us. And Dallas Theological Seminary, a maxim called Voice says, calls early Christians giving as resurrection economics. Jesus' resurrection turned the financial. Worldview from one of ownership to stewardship. That's what Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to change our life from one of ownership to stewardship. That's what the Holy Spirit did to the early Christians. The Spirit of God transformed them completely, changed them completely. And what can we take from here? What can help us? We need God's Holy Spirit for sanctification. We need God's Holy Spirit for service. We need God's Holy Spirit for social responsibility. To carry out social responsibility. First one is hunger for God's Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. If you then are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father will give, Father in heaven will give, the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Yes, my dear brother, my dear sister, this earthly tabernacle can only think of this earth. But we need the unction from God. We need the power of God. We need the Holy Spirit of God to touch us, influence us and let the divine meet this earthly and change the desires of the earthly towards the heavenly. And Holy Spirit can do that in our lives. Ask him hunger, thirst. Thirst and ask God. I need it. I need your Holy Spirit. Let's not keep quiet. Lord, this year, I want my life to be full of your Holy Spirit. I want to connect with you now and then. I want to enjoy what you have for me. I wanted to experience all that you have for me. Revelation 3.15-16 to 16, I know your works are warning again. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. It was a warning to one of the churches in the book of Revelation. And also through other scriptures before I close. Zephaniah 112, at that time I will search Jerusalem with lambs. I will punish the men who are complacent, those who say in their hearts, the Lord will do no good, nor will he do evil. Complacent, God is there in heaven. I am here, he is not bothered of what I am doing or how I live. God says, I will bring a lamp and so that is through the power of the Holy Spirit, I will search. And again, Revelation three seventeen and verse 21. I'm sorry, 17. For you say I'm rich, I have prospered and I need nothing, not realizing that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. It's not 21, it's Isaiah 43 and verse 21. And in the midst of warning, God says, You, my people, I have formed you for myself, that you may declare my praise, that you may declare my praise commitment a seat of commitment a life of commitment will confer honor upon a life will bring honor but complacency will lead to compromise and compromise will lead to confusions in our life choose what you want to be let us choose what god wants to give us he says i formed you my son i formed you my daughter that you, yes, you, you can declare my praise. You can be full of my power in the place where you work. It may be in a multinational company. It may be in a big software company. It may be in a school or college. Or maybe you're studying school or college. Maybe in your apartment. I'm praying, I'm praying. Honestly, I want you to pray. Pray. For all of us that when we get into an apartment complex, we get into a lift, someone whose demon possessed begin to manifest as it happened in Acts chapter 16. Imagine how it will be. We go into an airport. We go into the flight. Someone demon po- I keep repeating this. You know why? That's my. That's been my passionate desire. Lord, your power should be exhibited. I go to a shop. You go to a shop to buy something. There is someone whose demon poses begin to reveal, manifest and we begin to pray and God delivers them. We will declare His praise. We will declare His praise. The fruit of the Spirit. We will be kind and helpful to people. We exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. We declare His praise. When the whole world, the whole office and our friends are living this side, we say, no, I'm going to go this side. They're going to the path of evil, but I'm saying, no, I'm going to go on a different direction. I'm not going to bow down. It is said, roses in Europe were of different colors. This is about earlier. Roses, we have all roses with different colors. Beautiful. I showed a picture to my wife. Roses with two colors. So beautiful. And uh, during earlier days in europe there were different colored roses but it could bloom only in one season the rest of the season in warm season it will all be dry the you know the stalks will be dry and the leaves will be dry no f- flowers the roses there and but it were different colors but only blooms once but in china the roses were blooming all the time but there was only one color green you understand In China, only one color green, but all throughout the year. But in Europe, roses of different colors, but only once a year. Some some botanists, they decided we will do grafting. They took both these roses, brought together. And today, we have roses of different colors all over the world. The wild Chinese rose which bloomed only once. I mean, bloomed always, but only one color was brought into the European rose, which bloomed many colors, but once. And now we have various colors all over the world, purifying the world. You and I are like that. A wild rose. A wild rose. We can be grafted into him through the power of the Holy Spirit. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Isaiah 43:12. He says, I will make all things new. I will make all things new. I will turn your complacency to one of commitment, your, your compromising life to one of commitment. And I will lead you on to honor. You will declare my praise. How? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is available for our sanctification, He is available for our service, He is available for our social responsibilities. God help you and me. This is a God ordained destiny that we live for His praise. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness and traverse in the desert. I will make all things new. If you are a person who's hungry for God, thirsty for God and say, Lord, I want more of you. God will do that in your life. There was also a warning in the midst of all who drank, all who walked, all who ate. All who received God's favor. God was not pleased with most of them. But very few. That, that should encourage you. And one, you and me one side. On the other side should encourage. There were few who pleased God. Lord I want to do that. I want to be pleasing to you. How can I do it? God says my son, my son, my daughter. My Holy Spirit is there. I will anoint you. Today we will take time. To yield ourselves to the power of God's Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask Pastor Sunny to lead us into this time of prayer. Please don't do anything now. Don't ever think of your things on the stove, what you have to cook. Please take some time today. Be there. Be, be, be concentrating on what we are going to do. Let's be together. The 120 were together and they saw the mighty Wind of God's Holy Spirit. We will be together. Don't switch off and go until the benediction over please today. There's something new which God has kept for you. He wants to touch the deepest parts of your heart and my heart. A Fruitful. We will be fruitful like those roses. Beautiful like those roses. Oh, to Pastor Sonny.